Ask the Podcast Coach for April 7th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music to get us up and going on a Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. If you have any questions about podcasting, this is the place to come. Uh, I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. Joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from the average guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. I'm live in my jammy pants this morning. So if others are nice. intimidated about coming in because they have their pajamas on, I got my jammy pants on. <laughs> so don't, don't be intimidated. Jump in here. That's it. And if you want to jump in, you simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, and that'll redirect you right here uh, to that. I have found today I'm not going to have it because I, but my favorite is when you get out of the shower and then come back in and put your headphones on, and then you have like headphone head. The but rings for the rest the of the day. Inverse uh, Princess Leia <laughs> look. It's the rings around your ears as opposed to the donuts on there. But yeah, I've seen I've seen Leo Laporte after a full day, and he gets the he'll get the flat top oh, yeah. on his head. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> but um, I have I have a clip today. We're going to start off with a clip as soon as I find it, and I want you to tell me. This is one of those where if if I tell you up front. If there's anything wrong with this, you'll listen for it. So I'm just going to say, just listen to this like it's a normal podcast, and uh, and then we'll see what's going on here. Welcome to the maiden voyage of the Small Market Radio podcast. I'm your host, Jay Mitchell, editor and publisher of the Small Market Radio Newsletter. And the mission of this podcast series is to be an extension and amplification of what happens every week in our newsletter. I call it the story behind the stories. And every week we'll be talking with station operators and programmers, sales consultants, equipment vendors, really anyone and everyone who's making it happen in the radio business and can share with you some ways of making your business better. In addition, all right. Do we notice anything? That's a little bit of mouth noise and some yeah. heavy breathing in there as well. Yeah, that was. Uh, this was from our old buddy. It's, it's been produced though, right? That's yeah. why it's coming out so loud. Is I bet he's run some processing. That's it. it. This is from our old buddy Mike Phillips. He says a lot of new podcasters are convinced they need equalization and compression to be able to produce a podcast. He goes, "There's a little that can be said to to change their minds. They're just stuck on this. I have to compress, compress, compress." If you want to see an example of too much compression, listen to this podcast, which is what we just listened to. The excessive compression accentuates the breathing and even worse, the lip smacking by the host and guest. And then he has a quotation mark. Seasons professionals produce this podcast. I'm not making this post to dog on the podcast. It's offered to help you avoid this annoying and listener alienating problem. But yeah, especially the breathing towards the end. It was like, I thought he was it's like Darth Vader. Well, his breath in was just uh, accentuated. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, in, a, in an earbuds, probably in a car, that wouldn't make any difference or yeah. it wouldn't be as noticeable. But in earbuds, you're, it's such a high pitched, you know, action that yeah. just takes place. By the way, nice job on like clarity of what this podcast is about. I mean, the, yeah. the, the intro is really good from, yeah. from that perspective. They, hey, this is what it's about. We are going to, you know, it's basically to extend the newsletter that we have. This is why you're listening. So not yeah. too bad. But yeah, you can hear the compression in there for sure. Yeah. I, uh, that is to me. Uh, oh, we have a quick question in the chat room already. Does phantom power hurt the RE320 if it doesn't need it? As far as I know, it doesn't. Because let's find out. Let's see if I can blow mine up. No, I don't think phantom power hurts anything. No. If it doesn't need it, it's just you don't have to have it on. I don't know. That, that's actually probably a good Mike Phillips question. That is. Um, that gets a little more specific than I think we normally are used to. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I know I've had it on. Let, let me see right now if my Phantom Power is on. Uh, nice podcasting with you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it. it uh, I know it's on. not. I just know. I know it's always the opposite. You'll plug in a microphone. It doesn't work. And then you hit Phantom Power and it does. So. Um, you know, when in doubt, leave it off. You know, that's, that's my whole thing. I just, well, the microphone documentation should tell you if yeah. it needs it or not when you get it. Yeah. But if it's on by mistake, I don't think it's going to hurt anything in, in most cases. Maybe there are some, microphone. Ah, it's actually Andre Phillips. Who's asking that he's, he's, he's masking his name today. Um, uh, 
But uh, and then John says the voice equalizer effect in Adobe Audition that will make it sound like the host is talking in your ear. He says that is a horrible, a horrible. I don't know what is up with me lately with plosives. I need to. Uh, I guess I'm trying. I need to do this. Emily says I have my Phantom Power in my Tascam 1200, but don't need it for my ATR 2100. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think because that would be way too easy to blow up just a, a slew of microphones. What are you doing using the RE 320? I uh, yeah. Well, it's just a matter of, I always try to point this at the corner of my mouth. So that way you, but my problem is I'm looking all around. So that's why you get the occasional plosive from Dave. According to Randy, who's gone out and asked Uncle Google, a balanced dynamic microphone is not affected by phantom power. However, an unbalanced dynamic microphone will be affected. There there you go. Thank you. Read your owner's manual. That's probably. Oh, are you you kidding? I know. I know we're asking a lot, but read yeah, it's good Good to know. Andre went in and had a RE320 sent to him and then sent it back and now is going to buy it again. Hmm. And so here's my question. And I don't want to, I'm not bashing Andre. Let me say that because cause part of it I know, part of it I understand as a guitar player, um, when I was playing at Social Media Marketing World, I'm playing a guitar that's not my guitar through an amp that's not my amp with absolutely no sustain. It was like, it was just like the world's worst. And and so it, immediately I went, okay, I'm going to have to play country licks or very simple kind of stuff because it's just not, and I, it's hard to, it, it's weird when you have to kind of inhibit your vocabulary to bring this back to podcasting based on your equipment. So I understand that you want to sound good and all that. I just, I see so many people that have great equipment and they're still looking for equipment. And I guess that's the part that I don't, I mean, to me, I like the way I sound. I'm happy with that. I'm happy when, I mean, I've done an episode once with the ATR 2100 in Hindenburg. That was it. There was no processing and all like that. Why do we, why are we so focused on that? Do you have any idea? Do you have any insights into that? I think some of us are just kind of wired to keep testing. Can you just kind of yeah. like keep trying? I'll, I'll be honest. I was, I've been listening to my, my own podcast over the last couple months and I'm, I don't know, I'm not as excited about the 2100 as I used to be. It's kind of, you know, I'm like, uh, maybe it's time I've done, you know, a million of these things. Maybe it's time to move up to a, to a real mic to get a big boy mic, you know, and, and it could be, could be just the way I'm running out through my mixer as well. I, I'll be honest. I haven't monkeyed with it in such a long time. I've kind of set it and forget it over the last mm-hmm. two or three years. Even the new mixer that I got from spilling wine on the old mixer <laughs> six months ago. Uh, I haven't really done that. much to it. I set up kind of the way it was before, exact same mixer. So I think some people, I think some people like to think if they do, if they make a change, it will improve their listeners. And it, and it might, you never know, you know, it's just some of us can't stop tinkering, Dave. I think that's the, <laughs> that's really the gist of it. Well, I, I know if I did this and I, I boost my mid, you know, that's going to be annoying. Um, I guess that's my whole thing because most of the time when I hear somebody go, oh, I got a bunch of new equipment and I go back and I listen to their old stuff, I go, it really wasn't that bad. It's kind of fun though. I mean, Yeah, like, I think it's half of it. It's fun. You know, it's fun to try it out and do something different. And I, I think I'd, I I don't know what I sound like. I probably should have worked, you know, at Podcast Movement, they always have those mics uh, set up where you can test seven or eight mics. And I probably should have sat down and worked through each one of those to kind of get some feel for what the other mics are at as a podcaster i'd use a 2100 because i'm you know i do average guy stuff and i want to tell people hey for the average podcaster 2100 is fine you're you're talking about a 75 five dollar investment so that's i kind of stay on it because i don't want to be a hypocrite but i don't know i've thought about i've I've thought about changing it i haven't i haven't really had an extra 300 bucks just to throw just to throw away on a microphone either so yeah john uh Buchanan says, I just bought a RE320 and a DBX286S. It arrives Tuesday. That that will make that'll make you smile. Mm-hmm. That's that, some nice equipment. Yeah. To know? me, I love the 286. I, I it's weird uh that I was and this is one of the things too. I think if you just wait, because I've still got my um Yes, whatever it was. I've got my Apex still sitting on the floor. I could send it back to get repaired. And I remember when I went from that to the 286, I was like, ah, the 286 isn't as good. And now if I take the 286 away, I'm like, oh, I, I need this. It's like we all get kind of stuck to uh Yeah. But, um, no, it's kind of fun to set up. It's kind of fun to monkey with. My wife's 
Subaru has eyesight, this new, you know, it's a computer, it's tracking the road, it'll keep you in the Oh, uh, isn't it wild? It'll, it, it's got perceptive uh, cruise control. Yes. My Honda doesn't. Now, can does my Honda drive? Absolutely. Do I love my Honda? Yes. Do I love driving the new Subaru with eyesight? <laughs> I really love it, right? It's uh, and then my next car will have that for sure. So there is an element of that as well, of getting a really nice piece of equipment that really does nice things for you. So uh, there's that as well. Yeah. Glenn the Geek says, I hate my voice on all mics. <laughs> so, so I pay I, a ton of cash. You know what's great about Glenn's voice is it's really, really unique. And yeah. you can, I can hear him anywhere. Like, and it's not harsh and it's a great, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, it's distinctive. He, he does his vocals very, very well. Um, but it's so distinctive. I can pick him out. It's a brand for him. Yeah. I mean, his voice is a brand. And you think of some of the old radio guys, Paul Harvey and some of those, and their voice was a uh, Vince Scully. I mean, you could hear Scully. As soon as you heard his voice, you would Keith, uh, Keith Jackson would yeah. be another one, right? Well, Mike uh, Rowe, when, uh, when I hear Mike Rowe do voiceover on a commercial um, or Sam... Who's the guy, the Coors beer? It's always the super deep voice. And he's, oh, yeah. The guy on the ranch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forget he's his name. He does this, the, the beef commercials too. Right? Yeah. 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 It's always, yeah, beef. It's, yeah, right. And every time I got there's good old Sam. I want to say Sam Shepard. I don't know if that's his name, but. I think it is. Yeah. I think it, this is a smoking hot yeah. podcasting <laughs> mic. Yeah. And if it's yeah. not him, it's somebody doing a really good imitation. It's like I've heard a lot of people do really good Morgan Freeman imitations now because that guy just gets a ton of voice. Oh, over. yeah. No, I, uh, we have Sam a, Elliott. A, thank you, Dan. We have a sticker on our fridge that says, I wish my life was narrated by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I did finally watch uh, March of the Penguins because they came out with a March of the Penguins, too, because apparently there were a lot of unanswered questions. And it, it is funny because it just it sounds like Morgan Freeman because it's um. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, you know, and those guys, there's a there's a lot of practice that goes into cadence in your voice. And, yeah. And finding that cadence that works for you, that keeps you from saying um and ah and all those things that we do, it's it's practice. And I think anybody can have a radio voice, by the way. I don't I don't think there's some particular there may be some tones that are easier to listen to and some of those kinds of things. But I think for most people, it's about practice, not about the tone. And if they would kind of learn where that special tone is and where that cadence is in their voice and how to do it with a technique that is easy to listen to, I, I think you're onto something. So I just, I'm, I'm not a big believer in like, oh, there's special voices for podcasting. Nah. I think there are, I, I think you can train your own. I think you can learn to be a good communicator and a good vocalist with the voice that you've been given. And there are some that are more distinctive than others. But, you know, we uh, Keith Jackson used to do a lot of Nebraska football. And mm -hmm. so a lot of the Nebraska highlights have Keith Jackson in the background. You know, oh, Dilly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he would do those things, man, woman, and child. You know, and that was his shtick, right? That was his practice. He would do that for everybody, by the way, not just Nebraska. That was his shtick. And so I think it's important that we, those things can be practiced, but they just take time. All right, I want to I want to play another clip. I have no idea what I'm going to play here, but I know this guy. But I loved him because he doesn't sound like anybody else. But the guy's name's uh, Doctor Dave. I'm on I'm on Shrinkwrap Radio number five hundred and ninety two. Growing your resilience with Doctor Rick Hansen. Shrinkwrap Radio. I mean, that's a good example right there. It just it, as soon as you hear him, he doesn't have the big radio voice. See if we can get a little more. From here. He's got a. He, he paid for a cool intro. It sounds like the Beatles, you know, right? And now here's your host, Doctor Dave. Okay, come on, Doctor Dave. My return guest today is Rick Hansen, PhD, who's a clinical psychologist, noted speaker, meditation teacher and author of a number of books, the latest of which is... So I met Dr. Dave at the very first whatever, which eventually became the New Media Expo. I think at the time it was a podcast on portable media something, something. And I met him and he said, I'm, I don't know if I can do a podcast because of my voice. And I go, what do you mean? 
He goes, well, I don't have that big boomy radio voice. I go, yeah, but I said, your voice is very unique. And I said, the minute I hear you, I know it's Dr. Dave. And he was like, and the guy's got 592 episodes out is what we just listened to. So just because you don't, you don't sound like, Hey, it's yeah. First of all, that was when, when podcasting first came out, that was actually the draw is that people didn't sound like radio. It was like, Oh my gosh, I don't have to, you know, people aren't sitting there going, okay, traffic and weather on the tens. It was just people talking and being normal. So if you, if you hate your voice, again, we all hate our voice. I think that's, you know, it's a, that's a hurdle we have to get over. Just And it's not so much we hate it. It's just it sounds different than what we hear in our head. And we've talked about the science of that. Oh, man, Scott Farrell. Farrell, he sounds like this. All right, today the the Celtics got killed by the Cavs last night. And I'm like, how can you? To me, I'm like, how does that even work? So, Because he smoked like eight packs of cigars <laughs> a day for, for you know, the last 10 years. But. It is distinctive, and I and I think uh, being comfortable with it makes a big difference too. Yeah. When you've done it, it's part of practice. You know, uh, people ask me on my Gallup intros all the time; they laugh because I say the same things, and they're like, "It sounds so smooth," and you say it so fast. And it's because I've said it eight hundred times. You know, you 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 get good at that kind of stuff. The more uh, the more you say it, so I you got to practice, 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 and and I I do think listening to yourself back and critiquing yourself, which is hard to do for a lot of people, is really, really important. Uh, last week, I made a comment about doing that. And I called it narcissistic, and I, I should probably apologize for that. It's not. You really need to go back and critique yourself for those kinds of, I, I critique my intro. I just listened. I've done, you know, we, we celebrated 350 episodes of Home Gadget Geeks on Thursday. And by the way, no special show. We just did a grill, grill and barbecue show. It was really fun. And Mike Coward, who's in the yeah. chat room, he was there with me. It was Congratulations. You, you get a round of applause. Thank you. Um, but at, at, at 3.50, I went back on Friday and listened to the intro again. Just to, just to be like, okay, is it, how is it? Was I, is it what I wanted it to be? Am I doing the right thing? I added in uh, at work. Uh, we've never said rate and review, subscribe on iTunes and like on Spreaker. We've never said that in six years of podcasting at work. And I, I really, I can't remember who I was listening to. I was listening to somebody. It'll come to me here in just a second. And they were talking about, it was on somebody's podcast. They were, they were, they did it. And I thought, you know, I've never asked. I should just do it. So our live channel on YouTube, 37 subscribers. That's it. I've never said it. We don't really highlight it. We just kind of, it's just a live channel. It's really just hosts our live stuff. In three weeks of podcasting, when I said rate or a subscribe on YouTube, we are now at 350 subscribers. Wow. So and that, that's a live channel that's been around for four or five years. Dave. It's not like <laughs> it's quit. It's not, it's not like that hasn't been out there for a long time. Um, but there is the power of the suggestion and I don't dwell on it. Like I don't beg for it. I don't, it's, we're not saying, Oh, please just, would you please? And we're not spending three or four minutes like, you know, going through this subscribe routine. You know, we say, um, hey, we'd appreciate if you'd rate and rate and uh, rate and review on iTunes, subscribe and hit the bell notification on YouTube, and like on Spreaker. We appreciate it. Thanks. And boom, it's done. Right? That suggestion has gained 300 subscribers in three weeks, and you just kind of go, "Wow, that's pretty amazing." So, don't underestimate as podcasters. Don't underestimate that quick statement. I just say, don't dwell on it. And you don't want subscribers in iTunes because you're saying subscribe in YouTube. Um, I figure. I figured Keep they're it probably simple. already subscribed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess. I don't know. I, it was a suggestion. I do. I do want them. So maybe I need to change it to say rate, review, and subscribe on, on iTunes. Subscribe there on, on YouTube and hit the notification bell because that notification bell is really important now because it's they actually have really good notifications on YouTube. They oh, used cool. to not, but they do now. So Yes. And then like on Spreaker. And that kind of covers our platforms. So I don't know. So maybe I'll change that. And John is correcting me, of course. By iTunes, we mean Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. maybe I should say <laughs> Apple Podcasts, but I don't know if anybody really knows what that is. That's <laughs> true. But you're like, what is that? Do you mean iTunes? honest. <laughs> yeah, they're like Apple po- Apple Podcast. Everybody kind of still, I think, still knows it as iTunes, don't you think? Yeah. That's, to me, the only way I save myself is I'll say like iTunes desktop. 
because that's what it's called on the desktop. Yeah. It's like, ugh. no, I've been, I've been, he's right. It should be Apple podcasts. Yeah. Rate, re- rate, review and subscribe on Apple podcasts, subscribe and hit the notification bell on iTunes or in YouTube and like on Spreaker. That's probably what I should say. And this came, uh, I, I saw this in a Facebook group from Jeff Brown, who I will be speaking with at uh, podcast movement. He says, what is a way you've maximized Apple podcasts? Or if you're on the desktop, iTunes ratings and reviews, which kind of ties in nicely to what we're talking about here. Uh, that you would recommend others to consider. So maximizing iTunes and Matthew Passy, who is part of uh, Pod to Pod, and um, I'm trying to think. I know he's at, I think it's thepodcastconsultant.com because somebody else, me, has podcastconsultant.com. Um, he says the best way I've seen someone maximize their use of ratings and reviews is Dan. Uh, we'll say Cummins. C-U-M-M-I-N-S. Uh, the show is called Time Suck Podcast. For every 100 reviews posted, he releases a special bonus episode, and he lets the fans vote on the topic. Reviews pour into the show, and he reads a few in the show update. It has helped him build a huge bank of reviews, which will have no impact on your ranking. So we want to say that up front. These have nothing to do with rankings. Uh, they do let people know. Uh, whether or not you produce a quality product. It's also helped him to build a huge community with real engagement. I think it's a fascinating idea. Won't work for every type of podcast, but I think this was one integral place in his show's early success. So I thought that was kind of an interesting way to, uh, to do that. So if you, when I get a X amount of reviews, I will do another, another episode. Uh, John says out in chat, he says, yeah, I say, forget about podcast reviews. What do they really do? What do they actually do? I, you know, I know we've been anti review in the community, in this bubble that we're in this, this group of podcasters, if you can get them, they're nice to have. Yeah. It's social proof. They're, they're nice to have. I mean, they feel good when, when people leave a nice review, it feels good. And you know, those that are gaming the system aren't going to feel as good about those reviews because they're not genuine. Right. Does that make it right or wrong? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm the review police. I feel a little bit like we've become <laughs> the review police. Like, you know, like, oh, your reviews aren't any good. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. You, you whippersnapper. Yeah. This isn't any good because you're gaming the system. Well, when I think when they're, gen, when they're genuine, I think they feel good. And I, I don't think it hurts to ask. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. When you get a good comment or good feedback from your listeners, it feels good. And so in Apple Podcasts, now that I have that part right, Apple Podcasts is, is one mechanism to get that feedback. Um, I think it does matter whether wait, whether reviews on Apple iTunes, whatever that stuff is, matters or not is irrelevant. What does matter is YouTube notifications. Like I am telling you, if you can get people to subscribe to you on YouTube and you can get them to click that bell, you can, you will see some action. And so I think that is, and that's genuine, right? You can't, a bot can't do it. It's, you know, I guess you could have people go out there and just subscribe just to have subscriber numbers. I don't, I don't know why you would, but I guess you could do it. So it feels good. So I, I say do it. Uh, we have, speaking of reviews, we have one here from December of 2017. Why Lime? Why not? It's an interesting name. Dave and Jim are wonderful to listen to every week. I try not to miss the live show on Saturday mornings, but I'm so happy to be able to catch up when I do miss them. Plus, the Patreon post shows are very funny. I love sometimes when Dave and Jim don't agree because they both bring well-thought thought out arguments to support their views. It's like Saturday morning cartoons for us podcasters. Thanks, guys. Also writing this review to Spite, who put a call to action for people to write reviews for the show. Well, that is from the one and only Emily. Yeah, so, Emily wrote that. So there you go. And and if you leave a review, you might get it read on the podcast. That's right. There you go. You can go to uh, <laughs> askthepodcastcoach.com slash iTunes. We'll take you over there. Scott uh, says he's kind of sorry he even asked. So I just, <laughs> don't be. Don't be. I think this is a good I think this is a good conversation. It's been it has gotten so much negative traction, much like SoundCloud got for a while, where it gets so much negative traction, we end up as a community just bashing it every time it it comes up and I think not necessarily thinking it all the way through. So um, I think it's a good topic. Yeah. I haven't read this article yet, but there's a guy named Dan Meisner at Pacific content. If you go to blog.pacific-content.com, 
He's uh, for, apparently Ray turned me on to this guy that has does super deep dives into content. So his whole thing is do reviews do anything for you? And and I think he kind of comes to the same conclusion we do, which is hey, they're nice to have. Uh, they don't do anything with rankings, but they are social proof, and uh, it's a fun way to, um, you know, get some feedback. But uh, we have someone. Ross is joining us. How are you, buddy? Hey, Ross. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. How are you? Good, Jim. Congratulations on 350 episodes of Home Gadget Geeks. Appreciate it. Uh, seven years or so. Seven, seven and a half, maybe. It takes a while. One, one week after another to get it done, right? Yeah, it's an amazing accomplishment. It's the it's the only thing I've ever done 350 of. Let me just be. <laughs> there's no consistency in my life except that. That's the only thing in the world I've ever been consistent at. But thanks for saying it. You know, we we 400. We won't make a big deal. You know, we, we we're kind of done with those. I think those milestone things are kind of. You can celebrate them if you want. I, I was going to say they're kind of silly, but I we just had a regular barbecue show, which was one of my favorite shows ever. I I love talking grill and grill tech and barbecue and and that kind of stuff. And by the way, I made the mistake a couple of years ago of thinking grilling and barbecuing are the same thing. And that is not, the, that is not, yeah. yes, that is not the truth. So now we say grill and barbecue. So anyways, thanks Ross. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Quick question I have is, and I'm going to use this as an example, just because it's, it's, it's so easy for people to follow along for my podcast. If I want to get people to give me audio clips and make it as seamless and painless for everybody involved. Not like I'm going to interview you on Skype so I can take 10 to to 25 seconds from it and drop it into a two minute update. And I were to say to you, like, Jim, congrats on 350 episodes. Can can I get a a clip from you, maybe 10 to, to 25 seconds where you talk about what it means to have 350 episodes or talk about what you're planning next for your podcast? What would be the easiest way for you, the least burdensome way for you or any other listener, podcaster, live streamer to provide me with that audio clip that would be, you know, the least amount of work, least amount of effort for everybody involved and still be good enough quality that it's, you know, that it works in a in a short form update or something. Yeah. Dave? Uh, there are a couple. SpeakPipe is is not a bad solution. And then I know Mediafire does this, and I I believe Dropbox does as well, where you can make a folder that people can upload to, because uh, I've done that in the past. Because sometimes even well, really attaching a file, uploading a file to a folder is the same as attaching it to an email. But sometimes, depending on how long the clip is, now you get into a weird thing. If somebody records as a WAV file and they try to send you a three-minute clip, your email chokes on it because it's you know three gigs or something like that. But those would be my uh, speak pipe. I get a fair amount of stuff from, but my audience is primarily podcasters. So I do get people that will record it as an MP3 or a wave and email it to me. Um, so that it kind of depends, I think, on who your audience is. But um, I wish speak pipe was a little easier on the phone because if you're on a website and you go and unless this has changed, I, this is one of those I might want to go back and check. But I think it makes you download the app and then you have to go back to the website again click on that. It'll launch the app and then you can actually leave a message via the speak pipe app. But I'm like, that's not really what I would call easy. But if somebody's on their laptop or something, uh, it's, it's, you know, a piece of cake that just connects to whatever microphone they have, which often is their built in microphone, which is, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, Jim, what have you played with anything like this? You know, when I did old man voice a few minutes ago, that don't do that. That's really hard on your vocal cords. <laughs> oh, that kills your throat. <laughs> Holy moly. That's why I don't do this podcast anymore. It kills oh. your throat. What are you doing? Old You're going to ruin your voice. Yeah. So. Not good for your vocal cords. I'm I'm just like, they're sore over here. This action is hard no matter what you do, because getting people to just record a 25 second soundbite in context, it's is is an unnatural thing. Like just it doesn't right, right. so even if you if if it was as easy as, hey, I'm gonna send you this app and you push this button and you real you literally have to do nothing, it's really odd to record a 25 second sound bite. So I think getting a good one is difficult at best. They just are mm-hmm. really hard to do. Um I have not had any really good luck um getting my listeners to do those kinds of things. And even um I when I listen to 
a Spreaker live show and, and they try to get that on that show as well. Rob uh, asked Robin and the team asked for that and they, they rarely get people to do it. So it's it, Ross. I just like, I, I mm-hmm. struggle with it. And Voxer is a great app for that, but then you have to ask them to download Voxer and create a, you know, create an app there. Some of those kinds of things work. So I don't know. I've asked and asked and asked and nobody will ever send those kinds of things. And you're hoping to, are you hoping to make like Alexa sound bites out of them for your, for your, yeah, news? for the, for the Alexa flash briefings yeah. that I do. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's so cool when you get that audio, like, you know, I, I try and if I do an interview or something, I'll take a clip from that and drop it in. Um, if I know somebody who's doing a show and they're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead take a clip or whatever. Right. Um, it just, it adds so much to it to have other voices in there. No, right on, right on. I, I actually think it's better. It's a lot of work, but it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's better to actually reach out to them and have a quick conversation where you record it on a hangout or however you normally do it. And even if it's going to be five minutes, schedule a few minutes like, hey, can I just call you? And then I think in that five or seven minute conversation, you get the 25 seconds you're really looking for, for that kind of stuff. I get it. It's hard. Right. This, right. this just isn't easy. I don't know if there's an easy way to do it. I, somebody could invent an app where you just send the link, right? Somebody invented, somebody came up with a video app like yeah. that. There's well, a SpeakPipe video, is kind of that way. There's a video app called Clipisode, but I just think the video turns people who like, you know, then they, I got to do my hair. I got like, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff. Like I, I just want the, give me that sound bite and, and we're good to go. Right. I, I, but that's the idea is that, you know, you just send them a link, they record and then, I'll pull it in. I'll drop it where it needs to go. You know, make it as easy as possible on. on yeah. The well, you can. I just in- don't think you get good quality one way. I right, right. prefer yeah. to almost just call them and mm-hmm. record that call and have a like a two minute phone call. Like just record that, it on Skype or something. Yeah. You know, whatever. By the way, Emily dropped a link. I think Microsoft just announced they're going to come up with some integrations to record Skype from Skype. So nice. We'll that a little bit later, but. Yeah, but uh, I talked about that, Dave. Remember a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I, I was in Seattle and we talked about that, and they kind of hinted it was coming. So this is kind of this is kind of cool. So Ross, that would be my my preferred would be to get the best quality would be to to rip it out of a two minute conversation that I had with somebody on yeah. the phone. And so then make sure you get the sound quality right. John makes a great that point. sounds great. Thank you. Um, with the voice memo, if they have a smartphone or an iPhone, voice mm-hmm. memo, and then you can go into the actual thing, and then there's a share button. So they could then probably email that to you. But Dave, I just, I think most people find that awkward to just push play in that first seven seconds are just terrible. It's either the first seven or the last seven. Cause it's either like, Hey Jen, this is Dave. I want to leave you this message because, and here's the thing I'm going to talk about, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, uh, so, uh, all right. So, um, (laughs) Uh, best keep going. Okay. Bye. Click, you know, so it's always, it's either the first or the last seven seconds are like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I often get the come watch my show or come listen to my show. Here's how you can subscribe. I'm like, no, don't you understand? It sounds better if I say that stuff and you sound like the expert who's being inserted into the, right. into the update. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one to get to get people to understand like i'm gonna say that stuff and it sounds better if it doesn't come from you yeah. <laughs> you're like don't say that stuff i'm gonna cut it out as soon as you do so um, hey one more quick question and i'll jump off and, sure. and listen um what do you guys think i know you're talking about youtube and maybe you, you covered this but um i'm seeing more and more people putting audio podcasts onto youtube what do you guys think of that do you think it's beneficial do you think it's like violating some some uh, ethics or something yeah. with YouTube. Do you think it's like, you know, going to piss off more people in the podcast or YouTube community than it's going to help? Or do you think it's a, it's just another distribution channel. Just like, you know, we listen to music on YouTube and, you know, we, we listen to it to a live stream show like this and we may be, you know, listening and not watching, but we still have it open on YouTube or whatever. Right. Um, just, you know, your thoughts on that. I'm going to jump off and, and listen. Thanks, guys. See you, Ross. Thanks for your work, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. And congrats again. Even yeah. though you don't want to celebrate. <laughs> See, you. See you, Ross. Thanks. Jim, your thoughts? 
Yeah, you know, I think you can. Uh, it's there. It's as effective as you advertise for it. It's as effective as people actually listen to it. Does it hurt you? Probably not. So if you want to spend the time doing it, and Lipson's got a service that does it automatically, right? Yeah. For yeah. you. I think Spreaker does too. I think Blueberry does as well. I don't think it hurts you. And if people like to get it that way, I've, I've said this before. I have listeners who contacted me years ago and said, why do you not have a video RSS feed? And I'm like, because you're crazy because nobody would ever download a video on RSS. Like, are you kidding me? They're like, no, 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 we will. And we fought back and forth. And eventually I started a video large and a video small. And I, Dave, I was just uploading to those this morning to put my show out there. And I still get 100 on both which yeah. is amazing to me. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, uh, 600, uh, it would be 600 meg. Yeah, probably 600 meg, uh, 600 gig. would be a lot. <laughs> a 600 meg file. You're really downloading that. And they really are, which is kind of crazy. So if they ask for it, do it. Uh, if you throw it out there and nobody listens to it and it's causing you, you know, time, don't. I don't, but I don't think, do, is there anything bad about doing that? Well, that I know, you know, I know Daniel came out with a post and I usually do not disagree with Daniel J. Lewis, but that is one that I was like, this is really easy to, cause he was saying it ruins your channel because people aren't listening very long. And my answer to that is if you're worried about ruining your channel, it's really easy start a new channel and have Libsyn or whatever you're using published to that yeah. and have it just be audio. Uh, Paul Culligan did an episode on this and I'm looking through his show notes to see. Um, but he basically said because of YouTube red, there are more people listening to podcasts on YouTube than any place else. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, I mean, I'm trying to, that can't be right, but 46% of the country or 129 million people went to YouTube for music uh, in the previous week, according to the 2008. So, his whole point is there's 129 million people listening to stuff on YouTube. They're listening to music. So there are people that go there to listen. Okay. I see his point. Um, so I, I'm a, I'm in that park. I'm like, I, I've never been a big YouTuber. Um, I do some, I'm doing more things on YouTube than I used to, but um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm like, wherever my audience wants to listen to it, I'll put it in. So. If you just record the video, then Right. Then you have a video podcast. And yeah. If people listen to talking heads. They will like that's I mean, the beauty of recording on like we're recording right now, Dave, and you never use the video. I don't think. Do you ever do you publish this video anywhere it, besides live? It's or? on the uh, let me see what kind of uh, where's my I'm trying to find my channel. They seem to have I, I'm not a big fan of the new interface. I'm in the creator studio. I go to video manager. Cause I want to see how many people are actually watching the video. I do have people that say they do. They'll, they'll go watch the video because they want to get it before it's, you know, a week or two later. How do I get, okay. If I go to YouTube maybe, and now I click on my channel, there we go. All right. So if we look at, uh, what's today, the seventh. All right. So if I go back to March 10th, it's been up a month. As the pod. According to this, we've had 56 whopping views. On live, though. On um, the live, that's the live version of it? Or your yeah, uploaded that, version? No, that's the – because what I do is I go in to the – I download the video, the whole video. Uh, I then go in. Once it's downloaded, I chop off the post show. I gotcha. And then gotcha. just leave it that way. So, um, yeah. Hey, Steve's joining us. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Hey, guys. How well, are you? good this morning well you got a um, nebraska shirt on that's all that i matters. do well then i'm looking better <laughs> nicely done there is uh I, I don't know where daniel got all that stuff for that article that he wrote and and daniel's a real smart guy but yeah. he was just flat out wrong on that uh there's nothing wrong with um it, it, i mean what are you doing what what are you trying to accomplish and if you've got an audience that's going to partake in the uh podcast on YouTube, then it's fine. Uh, and, and there's a, there's a software called audio ship that will take your MP3 and upload it with a slide and a stat. And, and there, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, are you trying to engage millions of people? Then that's not going to work. Right. Uh, you know, are you trying to get ad aware, AdSense dollars, you know, the revenue share, then it's not going to work. 
Uh, is is uh, YouTube ever going to uh, penalize you for doing that? No, it just depends on what you want to do. But if if you've got a handful of people <clears throat> that are going to listen to your podcast, even if it's a static slide, go ahead and do it. It's not going to hurt anything. It's not going to hurt your channel. You don't need to create a new channel. If you've got concerns, like Dave said, create a new channel. And, and wh- where I'm coming from is... Uh, I, I produce a, a, a weekly show on online video marketing, and I've been doing it for five years. So am I all that bright? Probably not. But after doing it for five <laughs> years, I picked up, you know, it's not supposed to. Hey, you're an old guy like us. So you, you got to really old. Right? I'm, I'm older than you guys, man. I'm 92. <laughs> I look good for 92. <laughs> you're 92 in Nebraska years. That's in Nebraska. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it ages us to live out here in this state a little bit different than it ages others because we have snow in uh, in April. Steve, does it? I've turned off my monetization on my own channel uh-huh. uh, just completely. Yeah, um, I kind of wanted to be commercial free. Does that hurt me from a like? I, I've gotten a feeling like I, I watch a video of a guy mowing a lawn and he's got ninety six thousand views. Like, yeah. and it's not even that good. The guy's kind of a jerk and yeah. like he doesn't do much and. My I thought it was. I I thought I made a good video there. <laughs> well, so so Dave, Steve, does do you think so by turning monetization off? Do I do I de incent? Is that the right word? YouTube not to push me out because no. they know they're not so so. No. Like I have, no, you, you're I saying mean, my material really does suck then because nobody listens to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, but it's, I mean, h- how much are you promoting it? What are you doing? Is yeah. it something that's going to uh, go viral? I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know, the type of things that people are uh, watching a lot of, you'd be surprised. I mean, there's one kid making a million dollars a year doing out of the box reviews of toys and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um, the people love unboxings. That's yeah, just, uh, and, and, uh, you know, um, monkey videos, <laughs> people shooting videos of monkeys, you know, I mean, it's amazing what, uh, you know, what, uh, people are watching, but, um, but you know, I know one guy that's got that computer assisted whatever that works with a lathe and he builds all these things out of wood and he writes all these programs for the computer assist and um he gets uh, a ton of organic views so uh, th- th- I guess there's a formula for it uh, i've i've uh, w- w- what I'm mostly into is just ranking the videos and creating signals and and citations and stuff. Did that make sense? What I just said? No. no. Okay. No. Uh, I, I'm I'm into uh, ranking the videos, creating a backlink for the website, and a citation is the the uh, information as it appears in your Google My Business listing, your Google Directory listing, and citations help. And and so the more, yeah, I I know, and and most people, you know, I get the same reaction from everybody when I tell I'm them. I'm just too it, stupid. To that's even why I don't to sell you. much of it, you know. I'm uh, too stupid to listen to you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, other other guys are. I mean, there's there's people out like uh, a guy named Daryl Leaves who's out there training people how to get millions of views for their YouTube channel with with yeah. the content they're creating. Uh, you know, uh, well, I need some help because you know I was looking at my numbers the other day, and I and I you know I feel like I've got some pretty good content on Home Gadget Geeks, but uh, on YouTube itself, and I you know I bring the video down, I re-edit it. Uh-huh. For, for content, put some graphics and some music in it, and then I upload it to a completely separate channel, which is the one where I have thousands of subscribers to, and they still only maybe do less than a hundred. And I thought, how can a guy cutting down a tree or a really bad lawn mowing video do ninety seven thousand views? Right. Well, you, you know, for and and, and again, that's I'm, I'm not the expert on getting, you know, Daryl is, but they're promoting it. <clears throat> they're running, uh, you know, true views for it. Oh, know. that's that's true. They're that's, running the ad words yeah. for uh, you're YouTube probably right for it. It's a business. Uh, and, yeah. and there's a whole formula. I mean, they're 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 sending out emails. They're they're using Facebook Messenger. They're using Instagram. I mean, they're they've got a totally integrated social media campaign for doing that. And and that's why I said, you know, I'm mostly into ranking videos and creating signals. I'm pretty pedestrian compared to those guys when it comes to getting views. Uh, and and there's actually a software out there where uh, you can put in your your uh, URL and your keywords, and then it's going to have people go out there and watch the video for you. 
Um, and uh, you you can also have people go out there and watch the video and comment on it and and uh, like it and it, it's called engagement. You can pay people to do that. Mm-hmm. So there's any, any number of ways to do it. And then at some point you prime the pump so that the next time you cut down a stupid tree, you know, I mean, you can you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, get a drives me insane. This guy's mowing on the lawn. So what we need to yeah. do, Dave, is get a monkey to take a lawnmower and drop down a tree, and we'll have gold. Basically, yeah, a genius. Hey, listen, I saw one hundred and no, I, I think that would do well. By the way, the, the dude was burning his stump. Okay, now part of it is I'm watching it. You have to realize I did watch <laughs> these, right? So, but the, the, the dude's burning a stump out. That's all he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's burning, and he's just showing how he burned the stump out. Mm-hmm. One hundred and fifty-seven thousand views, and it's like, whoa, well, you know. did you know uh, what happened there? I mean, were people really engaged with it? It could be, you know. No, I think so. People, I think people went to YouTube. They have a uh-huh. stump. And they're like, how do I get rid of this? Stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they typed in, you know, ways to get get, and they they clicked through a couple of videos. I this this weekend, I um uh, went out and bought some last weekend. I went out and bought some steaks, and then I came home only to find out that my my uh, barbecue had st- an animal over the winter had chewed through the pipes on the bottom. So when oh, I nice. lit it, a big flame yeah. shot out the bottom of it. Excellent, which was super cool. Oh yeah. yeah. So I had to. I had no grill and I had steaks and I thought, well, I better oh. cook these things in, you know, well, I'm going to have to learn how to do pan. So you just you know, stuck them it. under the oh, grill yeah, and yeah. lit it. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just held them. No. So, um, so what did I do? I went, I went to YouTube. How do you cook a steak yeah. in a cast yeah. iron? And well, I got the, Gordon the Ramsay's videos you know? do great. Yeah. The yeah, how to, yeah. yeah sorry. The, the how to videos do great. I mean, yeah. you know, I think of, uh, the Bob Newhart on the old Newhart show, his best-selling book was how to build a barbecue. You know? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. They, they do great on YouTube. Well, and I've tried how to titles and some of those kinds of things. And I don't know. I just, maybe I just don't have the magic. So, but, but getting back to what Daniel said, I mean, it, it, and, and I probably need to clarify that a little bit. It, it, I asked him, I said, look, did you get all this stuff from YouTube? Cause that's what they're going to tell you. Okay. What that stuff that he wrote, but what what YouTube and Google say and and what really is going on are two different things, uh, you know, because they're, they're really not going to give you uh, the absolute truth. And so you just have to keep track of what works and what doesn't work. And, and there's a community out there that will tell you what works and doesn't work. And I'm telling you, it's OK to upload an MP3 with a static slide. Uh, I mean, if you've got, and, and, and the key is if you've got a handful of people and that's how they want to consume your content, then, you know, it, it, like audio ship will do that for you. And I know some of the vendors will do that for you. And it's just a couple of flips of a switch and there it is. And you got a handful of people and you're not going to get penalized for doing that. Despite what YouTube says, despite what YouTube wants. Yeah. I think some of that info came from, he was looking at, I think it was his once upon a time podcast or something. He was looking at his podcast on YouTube and he just saw where like after the first couple of minutes, they just nosedive that. Yeah. So, so yeah. his audience wasn't watching on YouTube and I'm like, okay, I get that. But I, I, I just because it's his audience doesn't mean his audience is like every audience, but he's, he's talking from his chair and, and I see, you know, why he would say that based on his info. I just, to me, I, I when it was the whole, you'll ruin your channel. I'm like, I don't know that we all care that much about our channel of, of getting, you know, Yeah, you're not going to ruin your channel. Although you, I, thanks for putting that perspective on it, Dave, of why Daniel yeah. wrote that. Cause you're obviously a lot less snarky than I am. <laughs> One of the, Mike coward in the chat room says personally, he goes, he would not listen or subscribe to a channel that was audio only oh. on YouTube. And there, I think there is a point there in that yep. I have gone back to people's channels to see if I want to subscribe. And if it was, if, I was looking for video content and it was only an audio channel. Um, and I didn't, that's, I was going to get it on my, I was going to get it on my phone and not listen to it regularly on YouTube. Then i probably wouldn't subscribe. However, if it was a podcast that I listened to at work through my Roku and I was going to listen to it on YouTube on my Roku or whatever. Right. And I wanted to subscribe. So it automatically came in there. Maybe I would. So let the, I guess the point is let your listener Decide. decide. Yeah, oh, you're right. Well, and, and and let me give you a, an application here, a real life application. Um, we record my pastor's uh, podcasts um, 
uh, his uh, his sermons. We record our, my my pastor's sermons, and I, I used to make a podcast out of them, and uh, and then I just found it very. I mean, to make a long story short, well, I use this thing. You know, there you go. And and uh, we, we used to make a podcast out of it, and to to make a long story short, nobody could find it. So what we started doing is just putting it on YouTube. I used AudioShip, uh, you know, MP3 and a slide. And then we took the, we made a playlist and embedded it on our website. So, you know, every, every week when I upload it, it automatically uploads on the website. And guess what? We're getting like hundreds of, no, 10, 10 listens a week where we were getting zero before. But, you know, what it is, it's people that can't make it to church or some of the old people, things like that. So the reason I put it on YouTube as opposed to putting it on a podcast channel was it's just, you know, people can find it there, you know, uh, you know, I mean, we, it's easy to embed the code on the website, you know, if that makes sense. So, you know, if if there's a reason for doing it, then doing it, if there's not, um, then don't, but, um, you know, but if, if, if that's how people are going to consume it, then why not do it? And it's not going to hurt you. I think what, what Daniel was trying to say was that when people would tail off after a minute or so that YouTube was going to see that and, and, uh, and and dock him. I mean, if you're getting hundreds of thousands of views, maybe, but you know, for a hundred views or something like that, they're 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 not they're not going to do anything. You know, no. Good, Steve. Thanks for jumping in. Yeah. Man. Hey guys. Good, good yeah. to see you. Yeah. Okay. Have a good, yeah. Yeah. Good Saturday. Good to be yeah. seen. Yep. yep. You bet. Take Bye. care. Joe from uh, Stacking Benjamins had a, a point here. He says uh, he's we do our money in the morning podcast as a Facebook Live, rip to YouTube then publish the audio portion via Libsyn to all our places. People tell me they like watching the show being made. It's not a static image. And on um, on Facebook, he says, I've learned to say hello to our audience ahead of time and chat after the production part after we cut the audio portion. Uh, he says, we get three times distribution on Facebook and YouTube and all the post-production Libsyn places with 20 minutes of work. So that's a matter of just yeah. you know, do it once well, and it, use it everywhere. And do it. What works for your audience, uh, Dave? Before we go too far, we should probably thank the awesome. Stuff. Yes, uh, our awesome fun filled because it is the first yeah. of the month. Yeah, and I want to hear my name, so like, let's rip them off. Let's go. <laughs> so, coming in at twenty dollars, we have uh, Greg from DebtShepherd.com. We have uh, Jonathan from WeeklyAwesome.com. Some guy named Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com, Max Trescott. I went and listened to one of Max's shows. He's got so many credentials. It's amazing. Over at aviationnewstalk.com. He had a really, he has, he, and he started off with a story about a helicopter crashing. It was awesome. Um, that was on the uh, podcast review show. Um, and then Shane from spybrary.com will round out our $20 uh, supporters. Uh, at $10, Barry Kessler from barrykessler.com, Frank Black Miller. Whatever your podcast is, please someday tell me. I the 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 uh, suspense is killing me. Jeff over at Podnuts. That's P O D N U T N U T Z dot com, and then Josh Liston at Shanaraworld uh, dot com, as well as tpsguide.org. dot uh, org. The one and only Nick Suberling. You know, Nick, I I love you, buddy. I I wanted to kill myself today because I've still yet to put Nick's picture on the wall. And I know I have it somewhere. I just have to, I'm going to have to reprint it out. So please don't get, uh, don't take it personally. You're not on the wall yet. Uh, Nick is from Cincinnati soccer talk.com. Um, Sean from be your own nerd. And then coming in at $5, we have uh, Darren Dake. I'm wearing his shirt today. Coroner talk, uh, .com. Uh, Doug at become limitless.org. Eliquity. We need your website. Yep. I definitely don't have, I know it's, it's something about traveling gluten free. So if you probably type in travel gluten-free, talk about being niche, you'll probably find her show. The one and only Corey Finneran from uh, Ivy Envy. Jay Cleveland Payne, you can find him at jclevelandpayne.net. Uh, Jason at cuatx.com. Uh, Jeremy from transmissions, with an S, transmissionspodcast.com. Some guy named Jim Cullison from theaverageguy.tv. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Joe Taylor, who I will see. Very- cheap. That that gym guy only gave five bucks. It's five bucks is better than than a poke in the eye. He's cheap. Uh, Joe Taylor from On Face Edge, who I will see very soon. I'll be in Nashville, or no, I'll see Joe in. Uh, well, I'll see him there too, but he's also in Cincinnati. That's one of the things I have to do today. I have to get a. Uh, I have to find a hotel for uh, 
for my Cincinnati trip. Uh, Kim at distracted life, distracted life podcast.com. Uh, Cauldron's crypt, the one and only uh, master Cauldron and Mark W. King. You can find him at markwking.com. He does the distilling venture capital show. Uh, Rob Griffith does bedtime.fm slash story time and bedtime.fm slash peace out. Uh, some guy named Troy Heinrichs. You may have heard of him just a little bit. Uh, he does the blacklist exposed.com and last but not least, we love them all. Our $1 contributors, including Alan Palmer, uh, Barb from anchor.fm slash Barb T USA, creepy kingdom.com. Um, some guy named Dave Jackson. I actually support myself. Um, they say you'll go blind doing that. Dave from Ottawa works. Emily Prokop from the story behind podcast.com. And of course, uh, <laughs> Garrett from uh, crowdfunding, crowdfunding, Christian music.com uh, Gary and Margaret from uh, beekeeping podcast. Uh, you can find it at be beekeeping podcast.com. This is cutting off stuff. That's why I'm uh, Craig from Inglaus podcast. Always great to hear from Craig. The Latin Podcast Awards have chipped in. Jason from jasonjgriffin.com. Uh, Jeff from genealogyshowcase.com. Luke from trianglectactical.net. Bumble from mask, that's M-A-S-Q, me.org. Uh, Paul from fightingthroughpodcast.co.uk. This is the one that's uh, dedicated to unpublished war memoirs. Memoirs. That's a fun word to say. The Seahawkerspodcast.com. Uh, and I should specialize that. That is Seahawkerspodcast.com. It's always weird when you throw a the in there. It's like, no, it's not that's part of the URL. And then Sean, who has a slept in government class podcast. You can find him at sleptinclass.com. And then I have to go to the no reward people. And that is, of course, Steve Sleeper. You can find him at earn.show. And I'm, I still don't see. Uh... Steve was just on. That was Steve. Oh, that was Steve. Well, there you go. See, I'm putting names to faces. Yeah. And I don't see. Because I was, I was going to ask Steve. I know what happened to Cody Sison. Uh-oh. Maybe he. What? Remember he was. Maybe we should make him an honorary. We've made so much fun of it. Maybe we should make him an honorary guy. So, you know, is that all of them? That is I, all of them. Thank I I appreciate those guys. You know, I made a change in my Patreon and uh, made a, you know, we've been doing post-show available for just $1. And I think I had some people drop Patreon because of that. Like, I had never, it was always out there. Right. Uh, but I, when I did it, I had a few drop. And I thought, well, maybe it's because I'm, you know, I had a plan. It's just weird. You know, you never know. I probably could have just contacted them and say, hey, um, hey, sorry, did I do something wrong? Sometimes, I don't know. I don't know. Do do when they drop Dave, do you, do you contact them? I always go in. The, the, there's the ability to leave a, like an exit survey. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's, you know, uh, buying a house, trying to save money. You know, something it's not like you suck. You know, it's it's usually something else has come along. Um, I know I just dropped somebody because he quit doing podcasts. And I'm like, and I was getting charged every month. And I'm like, he has put out a podcast in like six months. And I'm like, you know, and I, again, it was a whopping like $3 or something like that. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. I'm like, My, yeah. mine was a buck or I think at a $5 and a $1. Well, and it's like, then you kind of think, well, if they need, if they, or they have just, if they were disgruntled with me and they wanted to stop supporting, they could have contact, they know how to contact me. Uh, both of them have my email address. And so it's kind of like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to bother him. I think I just let it be, let it go. Yeah. But I think when you try new things like that, you run the risk of, of, you know, quite possibly saying, eh, I'm not really interested in supporting you in that way anymore. You know? So I don't know, just a thought it was, I've been thinking about it. I hadn't had anybody drop in a while. So I was a little like, Hmm. Then sometimes it's just the credit card expires. Yeah, you know? that's true too. I get that at, um, actually I had somebody this week. They said, I'm so sorry about April's payment. The credit card went kablooey and, and, you know, I'm back. So please don't take it personal. And I'm like, okay. So it was uh, not a big deal. Jim, what's coming up on TheAverageGuy.tv? Have I not pimped it enough, Dave? 350 Grill and Barbecue, TheAverageGuy.tv. There you go. Uh, on this week's show, kind of made for, the idea is I, I want to address the, the thought that nobody's going to listen to me. And so I have a clip of a, a client 
who was literally like, I don't know why I don't have a podcast. I've got the gear. I just, yeah, I can't. And then I'm interviewing Monica Rivera, who does the You Want to Do What show, who is somebody who literally sat on a microphone for four years before she finally fired it up. And now she's having some stuff. She's about eight months in. So it's kind of a cool, like, here's somebody who who didn't get on, on the microphone. Here's somebody who did. And here's the things that are starting to happen now that she's been doing it about seven months. So uh, that'll be coming up. I have a bunch of toys I want to play with. I don't have time to play with the toys. Like I wave and a couple other things. And it's like, okay, so we're doing that on this week's. Uh, but thanks to the chat room. We're here every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, yeah, I am. We're talking Patreon. This uh, We're just finishing up on that. I might actually open that up to other podcasts because I have another Patreon that I have, but I don't promote it at all. So we might have people, we might have non ask the podcast coach people in there. I don't know if that's a problem or not, but thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week with another episode of ask the podcast coach.